accept it or be stupid and be a skeptic Welcome to the I Want to Believe podcast. I'm Nomar Slevic. Have you ever been out somewhere and could tell someone was looking at you, or worse, were behind you before you looked, and when you did, you were right? Or perhaps you've had that gut feeling or that inner dialogue telling you that something might not be quite right. Well, I've got an interesting story to share tonight. But first, a quick reminder that all of our I Wanna Believe social media and email are in the show notes. My brand new book, Granite Skies, is available right now. You can get that at the Greenhand Bookshop in Portland, Maine, Amazon, Kindle, or you can get a signed copy in my online online store. Everything can be found at allmylinks.com slash Slevic or just see the links in the show notes. All right, let's talk about the voice in the woods. Now, I think it was Mulder or maybe Scully who said that running parallel to our existence is the world of beasties, of others. The, the dead is right there. Right here, next to us all the time. And occasionally, our worlds collide. This story is presented in a first-person narrative and will be read as such. Also, I am going to try something a little bit different. The author of this story, Shelley Shaffrey, recorded her entire encounter for the Snap Spooked podcast. So I will be intersplicing her voice throughout this story. Here we go. It was quiet and calm and you could see all the birds, you could hear the frogs, it was just beautiful. It's wherever I went when I just needed some time to be by myself or just to think clearly for a while. And I ran into one person ever, a lady walking her dog, and I'm pretty sure I scared the life out of her that there was another person in the park that day. So I remember I had been, been on the phone, phone with my then boyfriend and he said something that made me think he was a chauvinistic, just not a nice person. And I remember telling him if he knew anything about me, he knew exactly where I was going to go. I hung up the phone and got in the car. I drove to the park. The sun was already kind of down behind the tree line, but it wasn't dark yet. And I pulled into the parking lot and I thought it was weird that there was two cars there. And you know how police cars will sit side by side so they can talk out their driver window? It was like that. So they were talking to each other. And when I got out, I remember the the man in the truck just staring at me in in this horrible way. Like, like, you know, when, when someone just looks at you like... Like they're looking looking through through you. you as if you don't exist. I thought, well, this is weird. It's late and no one's ever here. And then I thought, whatever, they're leaving. I don't care. I have my own problems. I only took my keys with me because I didn't want a big purse hanging around. I headed across the field, which you have to cross through to get to the woods because there's no trail. 
So I headed across the field. I didn't look back at the parking lot. To get into the woods, you really had to cross through the field to find an, an opening because there's no trails. It's you kind of just have to know where there's places you can cut in without going through thorn bushes and getting torn apart. I headed into the woods where the opening was and I started to walk towards that little spot in the creek. And I, I was taking my time because I was calming down and I was just listening to the birds and sounds and just calming. Like, that's all I was thinking about, you know, the argument I just had and what I wanted to do and should we break up and all those stupid things that go through your head. And, and then I started realizing it, it got, got really, really quiet. quiet. I didn't hear the birds and the squirrels anymore. I just heard something big moving through the woods. I thought to myself, maybe it's a dog. And then I heard the voices. The first voice is a male's voice, and he said, I know I saw her going this way. She couldn't have gotten that far. Then the second voice comes, and it's even quieter, and it says, Shh, she'll hear you. Okay. So there's two men in the woods now, and they must be looking for something, obviously. They're, they're looking for something. And I kept thinking, it must be a dog. They're looking for their dog. That makes sense. Of course. They must have lost their dog, and they're driving around looking for it. And then I thought, they wouldn't be being quiet. They wouldn't try to sneak up on it. They'd be whistling. They'd be calling. And I, I stood there frozen, because that's the kind of person I am. I'm the deer that stands in front of your car, staring into your headlights and doesn't move. And I could still hear them coming closer to me through the woods. I could hear the trees, the snapping of twigs as they were walking and, and leaves crunching. I don't even know how long I stood there, but I, I was completely frozen, waiting for them to get to me. And then I heard the other voice. It, it was, was distorted, distorted like, like if you heard someone talking through a closed door or talking underwater. You could understand what they were saying, but the voice wasn't right. It wasn't in my head, it had a volume and pitch that changed, and my thoughts definitely can't do that. I could almost feel where it was coming from. It was behind me and a little above me, like it was taller than me. It just said, go to the river now. And I don't know if I was more scared of the fact that there's some disembodied voice talking to me or maybe there's a person behind me now and there's two men coming towards me in the woods. I don't know which scared me more. I mean, I, I guess I, I listened to the voice because, I don't know, I didn't really have other options. I, I took off toward, toward the river. river. I made a ton of noise because I was just going as fast as I could and the voice came back and said no, quietly. I got to the river and jumped down the embankment. I squished myself against it, squeezing down into the smallest, tightest ball I could. The voice kept telling me to stay, and I just sat there, hoping whoever was in the woods was going to leave and that I wasn't having some kind of breakdown. And I kept hearing them moving through the woods, and I could tell they had split off. As I sat there, the voice just kept telling me to stay quiet over and over again, like like it was almost trying to comfort me. I could hear what sounded to me like, like someone was right above me. And I knew if I leaned out, if someone was up there, they'd be able to see me. And I, 
couldn't help myself. I, I had to look to see if something was there. So I just tilted my head up just a tiny bit. And I could see, see hanging next to them this dirty old rope just swinging next to them. And I don't, I don't even know if I even thought anything at that point. Like I was just so scared. I just tilted my head back down and just tried to not breathe. It felt like hours, but I know it couldn't have been that long, but it just seemed forever. And even then, like, the voice even was completely silent. There was nothing but hearing this man breathing. He started to walk away at some point, and the voice kept telling me to wait. So I waited. And finally, the voice said, go now to the field. field. Go. It was screaming at me so loud, so I ran through the woods and just got out to the field far, far from the cars and street. It was getting dark, and I could see the parking lot, but it was so so far far away. away. And I knew there was limited chance that anybody on the street could see me. And I'm running, and I start hearing footsteps running. And I mean, the field's loud, so I can hear them. And they're, first they're farther away, but they're much faster than I am. So much faster than I am. And they're, they're barreling down on me at this point. And the only thing I have is my car keys. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not going down like this. So I I put the car keys and I I did what my dad always used to tell me to have the the keys between each one of your knuckles. And I had my fist all balled up and I'm like, I'm gonna at least see this person. I'm not gonna just let them take me. And I spun around with the keys in my fist. The footsteps are right on top of me. And there was nothing. I fully expected to see at least one of the men there, but it was silent. The only thing I could think was that the footsteps must have belonged to that disembodied voice. And then I hear it again, screaming at the top of its lungs that I need to run right now. And the footsteps come back and they're in pace with me, running next to me through the field. I had a thousand crazy thoughts because none of this made any sense. Finally, I I break out of the field. I get in my car, got my keys in the ignition as fast as I could. And I see both the cars that have been running that were leaving are now parked in different places with nobody in them. I had like cuts and scrapes from, you know, the embankment and climbing back up all the rocks and and running through the thorn bushes. And I definitely remember my tires making squealy sounds as I backed up way faster than I should have. And I, I just sped out of there and I refused to look behind me in the rearview mirror. I just kept picturing like in every bad scary movie there's that person that you see in the rearview mirror and I'm like I'm not going to have an image of them haunt me. No, no I don't ever wish to hear it again because I assume if I do I'm in a really bad place. I assume if I ever hear it again something really terrible is happening. I mean don't get me wrong. If there hadn't been a voice, I probably wouldn't be talking to you. I would probably be a missing persons case somewhere in somebody's drawer. And that concludes the story of the voice in the woods. So what are your thoughts? Do you think it could have been some sort of guardian angel out there in the woods with her? Perhaps it was a friendly ghost? Do you even believe it happened in the first place? I think it's a fascinating story that I had to share with you all. I do hope that you enjoyed it. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Nomar Slavik. Headline, I can't sleep, I toss and turn Candles fixed in the dark, visions of bodies being burned Four walls closing in, getting bigger I'm paranoid, sleeping with my finger on the trigger 
My mother's always stressing I ain't living right But I ain't going out without a fight See, every time my eyes close I start sweating and blood starts coming out my nose And somebody watching the act But I don't know who it is, so I'm watching my back I can see him when I'm deep in the covers When I awake, I hear a car burning rubber He owns a black hat like I own A black suit and a cane like my own Some might say take a chill beat But I can't, G, cause there's somebody trying to kill me I'm popping in the clip when the wind blows Every 20 seconds got me peeking